Yo. Put your light my phone up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the weirdest podcast series you're ever going to hear, not including my voice. Uh, I'm primarily recording this now so I won't eat my wife's um, drink. <laughs> She'll probably thank me for that. And uh, yeah, this is the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. You can find it, Spiky Bebop. And it's really a weird and obscure podcast series. Uh, it's basically a writer's room. So uh, grab a seat and or a podcast uh, seat or whatever proverbially you do while people uh, record podcasts. And I will tell you, this is not a normal instance. I may even record two today just off of solidarity and uh, what has been going on in the world and what's been on my mind. Since, I guess, writers usually don't talk about certain things in their writing process. Thank you guys for all of your support. And uh, the more and more you support my art, the more intricate it becomes. I I kid you not, I am super, super thankful. I'm super cognizant of what's happening uh, in the next few years, in the next 10 to 20 years. Uh, I'm super, super thankful for just anyone, you know, supporting and thanking me. Uh, for my work so I I really really uh, would love to give back and you know shoot you guys some things through emails so definitely hit the subscribe button so I can do so and uh, pay it forward definitely and wholeheartedly but uh, yes this is basically hearing colors to kill sounds now I tell people this as a writer's room because usually I don't run into people or young people younger than me who claim to be writers. Usually it's the artist. And artist is basically another form of a writer. But, I mean, they all fall under that same umbrella. And it's a really interesting thing because artists get a lot of slack for what they do on a daily basis. And I laugh at this. You know, wholeheartedly, I, you know... I never in my wildest dreams, never in my entirety of my existence, did I think an artist was supposed to do uh, normal people things, ever. I don't even think I I pretended to think of an artist spending his days the way that normal people do. And those are where I began in the day and in this conversation because it's a really cool thing when someone interprets a writer. Alright, and so they see uh, what a writer has done and his body of work and things like this. But usually, I mean, like nine times out of ten, you wouldn't find someone uh, genuinely interested in his day-to-days. Let alone an actor, actress, uh, you find more people interested in their day-to-days versus a writer. And a writer is an interesting individual uh, in society and so intricately uh, important into this uh, thing of what we have because they give a better frame of reference and writers do many, 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 many different things. But I'll just paint this picture and say that they, they writers give a better frame of reference of what is happening around you through a reflection. And so it's kind of like a mirror walking around and showing people and showcasing to people what it is that they are doing. <laughs> In a, a very non, you know, uh, conflicted format. And, uh, you know, Truman Capote is a, uh, an individual who I comment on a lot. 
because he was, I guess, famous back in the, what, the 50s and 40s and whatnot. The kid went to a uh, penitentiary, you know what I'm saying? Like, for the first time in history, I'm pretty sure, and not in American history, but to make it a, a New York Times bestseller, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of somebody who was on uh, in the penitentiary and who had done these crimes and things, and who had claimed to did these crimes and things, you know what I'm saying, with no remorse. And he basically, you know what I'm saying, changed his name and made it a story. Now, that's not necessarily what uh, I view as the quintessential thing of what artists and writers should do, but that's just a prime example of what I do not do. <laughs> Life is infinitely more complex, and I speak to you from this platform because I know uh, how intricately important this platform is supposed to be and going to be. And so... And the thing is that I want to tell other writers or young writers is to just simply think, you know, and, and think about themselves first. That That is the most important thing that I have, you know, for this lesson today. And I, I got tons of stuff to talk about. Freaking Elon Musk trying to get like a billion dollars for Twitter and all kind of other crazy stuff happening around the world. Like... The, the most important thing today, you know, 2023, is I, I tell you how I started my book series and how I built it from 2020 to 2021 to 2022 to 2023. And, you know, I released my book series in 2015. And so just to have a podcast series and to compound that and to combine it together and to let nothing, you know, stop me from the goal that I had in mind. Uh, should, you know, give some inspiration and give some type of credence or, you know, some, you know, credit to what other artists are capable of is only the, the like, tip of the iceberg, like, you know, the, the tipping of the scale, like, the, the, it's limitless as far as where the imagination can go. And so when I'm sitting around and I'm like, you know, observing things, and, and people often, and, and I've talked about this, you know, for the past, I don't know, two to three months since my, you know, family has gotten bigger. I've just been saying, like, when has it ever been in anybody's instance where we're judging another artist for how they spend their days? Never! <laughs> like... The, the thing is that I love society so much is that there's certain parts of society that are comical and then other parts of society that are super, super serious. But each one equally has this like sense of comedic timing that only, you know, somebody who is observing it can, can really comment on. And that's why I chime in. If I'm looking at an artist and I'm waiting for the artist to think of what it is that they're going to bring to me. There is no time limit as to how much that artist can spend living their lives and coming up with said material. Now, if an artist is like announcing and then like, yo, I'm working on this project and announcing to the world, then and only then and even loosely then will I still have expectations as to when this project will come to the rest of the world. There's this gentleman named Kudinsky. And uh, I forgot what type of uh, scientist he was or uh, what he studied. Uh, I read his book while I went to a library in uh, San Francisco. This is a while ago. 
And he was basically commenting and saying that as an artist, even back then, I'm pretty sure this was like, I don't know, before I was born, obviously. And he was basically saying that to every one of the artists that he saw around him, he felt like it was a charge. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody basically stamped their hands and put it on paper to tell them that they had to bring something to the all. That it was their job to do that. <laughs> of importance. Like they could not, you know, meander or waste their time by bringing anything whack. Like it had to be something that they felt in their heart. And, it, and once they did it, it belonged to the people. You know what I'm saying? The people were the ones to determine whether it was good or not. No one else. And commercialism, no one even if they bought that piece of art was the determining factor of the greatness of it. The people came back, you know what I'm saying, over and over again. And those were the ones that were the true currency as far as if art was good or not. That alone, you know what I'm saying, slapped me in my head while I was, you know, I don't even know, younger than 30 maybe. Whatever the case. Basically, it, it was a, you know, a shocking statement and a worldview change for me as a young writer to bring something that I felt that it was my purpose in doing so and then having someone else confirm it, who I don't even know from around the world, years and years and years ago felt, you know, somewhat of the same way. Artists don't necessarily have to give their work to anybody. They don't have to show anyone. Throughout their whole entire lifetime, and their lifetime would still be of great significance. Because juxtaposed next to the rest of this changing thing, the, the quality of not thinking the same has come into great, great importance. Exceptionally as far as what we like as writers, as artists, as people who listen to music, as people who, you know, experience your day. You don't have to necessarily do what someone else tells you to do or how to do it. Artists are masters at doing so. You know, they, they find things. They program their own television shows. They go and find things that they like. They go through libraries and catalogs of things, of things they love. You know what I'm saying? And showing them because someone else created it, obviously. But just as far as this reflection of self and how important that is to show others that they can do it too, it is priceless, you know what I'm saying? An engineer is an artist. A interior decorator is an artist. Somebody who designs the streets and a topographer of the land is an artist, you know what I'm saying? In some way, shape, or form, you're paying someone to draw something, to think of something as a concept that has not been created before, or if it is, a combination of certain things so that it works. There's so many different things that I wanted to stress to, to everyone, but I, I have this time limit, I have this time frame, and I always tell you that I tie it back into my story. So it's crazy, right? Like, <laughs> past few weeks, not even going to go into the details, but I've been watching Cyberpunk 2027. I showed, um, I, I think I showed a little bit, but my, my girlfriend, wife, she was like, yo... Well, there's so much violence in it. <laughs> I love, you know, the series and I like where it's basically the, the whole entirety of it. And, and I've talked about it before and I've watched a few other series and I'll check some more out uh, tonight, actually. But 
the way anime is and, and how it's progressed over a period of I don't know 50 years since what 1950s or something like this 1960s it's been insanely insane like just the level of imagination of where we are capable of going and so even when right I tell people this all the time a story has ended I know that it's a great story if my imagination keeps going you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody presents to me a concept in an episode of 20 minutes, and then they only show a little bit of it, or they show a little bit of the, the language, you know what I'm saying, as far as slang, my mind is still racing. My mind is still going, like, after the credits go, of how this thing in concept came about. How it still operates. How it's still moving after the story is done. And so, for me... I'm looking into basically the world building of how they did with the corporations. And obviously everyone has this big thing with, you know, having them with government backing and things like this in the third. But, you know, the systematically of having them have their own like city state, sure. I want it to be like a own like section of the city. And then like them coming together and banding together in my story. And then having everyone, you know, banding together in unions to, you know, uh, corporations. And then having them uh, try to funnel information from one another in this espionage type scenario. I'm playing with the concept in my head. But that's basically what, and I'm not, spoiler alert, you know, giving anything of what happened in Cyberpunk 2077. 2077, excuse me. It was really a whole bunch of other things going on in that story too. But I really like, you know, the concepts of playing with certain characters. And like I mentioned earlier in the in this podcast series, it's not Truman Capote, you know what I'm saying, where I'm just taking a concept and then, you know, running with it the exact same way that, you know, it was presented to me and then just changing the names. No, 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 no. I'm actually developing in my head after I observe something and seeing how it plays out, you know what I'm saying, like, from many different angles, from many different concepts, and, you know, like, developing that, meditating on that for a little bit, and seeing what works and what doesn't. Playing with that concept in itself gives some, like, creative freedom, because everyone is such a genius, and they always predict, you know what I'm saying, what this happens, this will happen this way, this will happen that way. The point of actually meditating and spending that time is so that, other people will have that concept and understanding that you've actually spent some time, you know, thinking of something, and then that's when the surprise arrives, because then it's a concept that they had not, you know, conceived of. And that's, you know, inherently the gift that I, I always think of when I think of creatively what my art means to myself, and what I want it to mean to others. Not some monetary value, not some popularity contest, it's just, you know, something as a gift to humanity that, you know, humanity doesn't know how to unwrap it. And that in itself is a mystery in and to itself because I've only explained it once. <laughs> and to, to do that, you know, it is a really uh, fun thing to do. And even if someone asked me in the future what it is that I meant from these concepts, I would still uh, proverbially tell them the same thing. Uh, if I've explained it once, then that was the explanation. And if you come up with something else, then that's the explanation. 
I probably feel totally different about this subject today and probably different from how I will feel later. That's adaptation and that's what I love about artists. So definitely if you've heard nothing this guy with a permanent tan has said before you is to understand that as an artist you are not supposed to think the same. You are not even supposed to look the same on many different aspects. So why would you even think of your life as such, you know, and how you live it? It's so many different, you know, hilarious idioms and uh, uh, what do you call those allegories and many different things that have multi-layers that people place upon one another that just holding your frame of reference and holding your space is pretty much the name of the game. And, and I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, I will definitely include some more anime that I've been checking out uh, for the past few weeks. And then I'll comment and, and talk about what I've been working on in the last, my latest book. But I just wanted to comment and, and talk about, you know, where my story developed from. The day-to-days of just being a writer is never the same. So, thank you guys. Peace.